What's up, ladies and gentlemen? This is Ajak, and this is the Art of Health podcast. So let's get right into this. Why am I making this podcast? A new trailer came out today for The Batman with Robert Pattinson as Batman. And I watched this trailer, and it looked like hot fucking garbage juice. Just fucking awful. Fucking, fucking god-awful. A fucking abortion of a film. But this is not a podcast about me just complaining, but let's actually analyze why this film is likely complete shit, and what lessons we can draw from it that we can apply to our personal lives to not live meaningless, pathetic, hideous, faggy fucking lives. And I am dead serious right now talking about this. We're going to fucking lay down some hardcore fucking philosophy here. So let's take a big picture perspective. Let's step back from the film. Let's not talk about Batman for a second. Let's take a big history perspective. Currently in the Western world, we live in what you could deem an ahistorical period. Ahistorical, meaning what? Meaning that history has no meaning to us. History has no meaning to us. For the sake of simplicity, let's say you're an American. We're Americans. American history today has no real weight to your average citizen. Who the founding fathers were are not known. What they really believed in is not known. Historical events, looking at historical events that have happened in American history through the context of their time period, that has all been discarded. Our history does not mean anything to us. Instead, it is used in such a way that it is reimagined and re-envisioned and made to suit our contemporary time period. You see this in the social justice movement, where everything that ever happened basically before 2008 is racist. Every single thing. It doesn't matter what it is. It is somehow, in some way, racist or oppressive or patriarchal. American history didn't start in 1776. It started in 1619, the 1619 Project, run by that fucking bitch, where the history of America is a history of racism, of oppression, of slavery. And this ahistorical period that we live in, because history has no meaning, because it's not sacred, because we don't view ourselves as being a continuation of really anything but ourselves, we exist as autonomous units in an atomized society with no real cultural cohesion beyond pop culture. Because of this, you see in popular culture itself this constant reimagining, reenvisioning, uh, remake push for tons of characters, for intellectual properties, for films, for movies. You see this push constantly made where let's take something that worked years, decades ago, and let's reimagine it for 2020 or 2019 or 2021. So you have something like the Ghostbusters movie. Ghostbusters was a phenomenal franchise back in the 80s. It had to be reimagined with women because we need to empower women. It's about empowerment and putting women into films that men were in because that's what empowerment is. And this constant reimagining that's motivated by these social justice, social reenvisionment motivations, it's inferior. It's inferior and it produces absolute shit projects. It produces this terrible art because it's not based on anything substantial. It's based on a constant reaction to the past, viewing it through this painful, oppressive lens, 
and then you have to somehow make something that's in reaction and opposite to that. You saw this with the Star Wars films. So the new Star Wars films, absolute abortions of fucking movies. Failed, horrifying fucking abortions of films where both the mother and child were dead in the operating table. Just fucking travesties that should never have been made. But who made those films? Disney made those films. Who was behind those films? The creative board behind the new Star Wars films was a bunch of feminist women who wanted to recreate the Star Wars mythos using female characters, using people of color, in quotes. It had nothing to do with upholding the actual eternal traditions of heroism, of saving the world, of crafting stories using these real archetypes and understanding the narrative that accompanies them and how you make those kinds of characters, how you make that kind of story effective. It had nothing to do with any of that. It was that you had to show a girl on screen and reimagine Star Wars, and that would make it powerful seeing a thin, wispy British chick fight guys with a lightsaber and, oh my gosh, vagina power. And it was all bullshit. All of these things are all fucking bullshit. They're, like I keep saying, they're terrible. Because they're not based on anything real. They're not based upon honoring the truth of the world. They're based on lies. They're based on lies and ugliness and ideas that are founded in pain and victimization. And where does this come from? Well, as I said, we live in an ahistorical period. Anything that's ever happened before, you can reimagine, re-envision, rewrite, re-script. You can do whatever you want with it to make it suit your particular personal agenda. So truth is relative. Like, this is where the term relativism comes from. Truth is relative. So that takes us to this, this Batman film, this new The Batman film. Now, we saw with the Christopher Nolan franchise real storytelling with those movies. Christopher Nolan is a man. He had a real understanding of what creates a heroic character. And that trilogy, I think, is probably the best trilogy of superhero, superhero films ever made. I think you can make a strong argument for that. The first film, the second film, the third film, they have their faults, like all films do, but overall, the arc of the films, the arc of that narrative of Batman from year one Batman to, you'd say, sort of a middle way Batman to Batman at the end of his heroic life cycle, they're great. They're, They're fucking awesome. Now, those films came roughly a little bit before and then after the Marvel films. And I mention this because the Marvel films come into play later on with the Batman film. The Marvel films, all credit to Disney, they're great entertainment films. Storytelling is maybe not particularly deep, but it's very coherent storytelling. There's no woke bullshit really in any of the films at all. They stuck to what worked. With the first Iron Man, they just kept repeating the formula. And Marvel created these fun, very entertaining sort of video game films. And everybody likes them, right? Everybody likes the Marvel films. Now, Warner Brothers, which owns DC, which, or I should say, owns the DC creative properties, DC Comics, Warner Brothers has never been able to match the Marvel films. They've never been able to match what Disney does. So Warner Brothers has attempted gritty storytelling. That's been sort of the counter-reaction. And the reason why I mention this gritty storytelling in reaction to Marvel is because why would you try to Grittify a film? Why would you try to make a film dark and foreboding? 
Where does that come from? Is it coming just because you don't want them to be like the Marvel movies? No, it traces back to this ahistorical time period. When you live in an era where history means nothing, the one subject that you can analyze deeply is yourself. And we've seen this in American society, the rise of psychology, the rise of psychoanalysis, the rise of childhood trauma, the rise of ancestral trauma, the rise of therapy becoming normalized. The self, the narcissistic self, becomes the thing that has depth. In Warner Brothers in DC, they've adopted that kind of perspective to the films, or at least they've tried. You saw this in Batman vs. Superman, where most people didn't really care for that film, but they tried to make it, again, this gritty film, this psychologically weighty film. I don't think it was that good, personally speaking, but that's neither here nor there. They tried that in Man of Steel, where I would argue it actually worked well, because it still upheld the rudiments of what a heroic origin story is. Some people hate that film. I personally enjoyed it, so the formula worked, the formula worked for that film. And they wanted to use that formula again for this Batman film. Now, this is where it breaks down, though. Because if you're going to make a gritty, dark Batman, you have to realize that you are, in essence, using storytelling redundancy, you could call it. Batman is already a dark and gritty character. That's the characterization of the archetype of in itself. He is this reluctant, damaged, wounded hero who embarks on this mission, driven out of pain and anguish, to save the world from evil. That already has the makings of darkness in it. You don't need to make it more darker than it already is. But they want to make the film dark and gritty. But in doing that, in watching the trailer, you could see this. When they make the film dark and gritty, it takes away from the grandeur of the heroic archetype. The new film doesn't look like a Batman film. It looks like Seven, the film Seven, by David Lynch, mixed in with a guy LARPing in a shitty costume, Robert Pattinson. I watched the trailer. I, I watched the trailer multiple times, and I was trying to, trying to like it. I'm like, maybe this could be good. And I was watching it, I'm like, this looks like a serial killer movie that has a superhero in it, and Pattinson does not look impressive in the Batman costume. He himself said he didn't work out. It's very obvious he doesn't care about the role in the way that he should. He didn't work out. He looks skinny in the costume. You can tell all of the weight of the character. It's because the costume is padded and they're trying to make him look bigger. So he's in this costume. The costume itself, again, because it's a dark and gritty film, so it has to be a, a realistic-looking Batman, it doesn't look cool at all. It looks like a Halloween costume. It looks like a fucking Halloween costume. I, you know, maybe And maybe I'm misjudging it because there's only one trailer out. But I was not impressed by the costume. So he's LARPing, this anguished guy, in a Halloween costume, in a serial killer movie. You know, this is going to be you know, the, the gritty version, the dark, serious version of Batman you've never seen before. This is not what a hero is. This is not what a superhero movie is. When you over-humanize the character and you try to make it more painful and more gray than it is in scripture and then it is in the comic books than it is compared to the historical precedent that has been set, than it is just in the way that a superhero story, whether it be modern or mythology, it takes place in this world of magic. It takes place in this world of grandeur, in this world of mythos. 
in this world of super reality. That's where superheroes live their lives. That's why they're superheroes. They're super. They occupy a realm beyond the mundane world. When you want to take that kind of story and make it mundane, and then make it darker than it needs to be, and then make it ugly, and then make it torturous and psychological, it's overkill. It's vast fucking overkill. And there's going to be people when the movie comes out, I have no doubt they're going to say, oh, Batman... You know, it's never been done this way, but this is good. It's like a it's a psycho- psychological film, this dark psychological film. Like, that's not what a Batman story is. It's not about making just a dark psychological film about a guy in a costume fighting a serial killer. There's no heroism with that. There's no magic. There's nothing there that's inspiring at all. There's nothing there to emulate. You know, we watch superhero films, we tell ourselves superhero stories... Because whether the lesson is implicit or explicit, we take something away from it that motivates us to aspire, to be better, to have some kind of archetypical example of strength, of honor, of virtue, of courage. We don't tell superhero stories to be really fucking disturbed by a murderer and feel sick to our stomachs. That's not why we tell superhero stories. We might tell stories about that. We might tell those kinds of stories about a villain... And I'd argue that's why the Joker film was actually a good film. We could tell those stories about a villain, but we would not tell those stories about a hero because that has nothing to do with heroism. It doesn't. So this new film with Robert Pattinson looking like a fucking junkie, wearing eye makeup, and a trailer with fucking Nirvana playing, it's shit. It's gob shit. I hope it fails. And I hope everyone in it, after it fucking crashes and burns feels bad about what the fuck they made. Now, the takeaways for you guys in your lives, I want you to recognize that even though you are one person, you come from a lineage of many thousands of people before you. You had two grandparents. You had four great-grandparents. You had eight great-great-grandparents. You had 16 great-great-great- grandparents, and so on and so forth. There are many thousands of people who preceded you in your lineage. You are here today for a reason, and I mean that with the utmost seriousness. You were not born randomly. You do not just exist as an atomized individual in a society that just exists because it was racist for the last 300 years, and now it's woke now. That's not why you exist. People have fought and bled and died, so you could be here today, and whether they were Good parents or bad parents doesn't matter. They fought and bled and died and they reproduced with some aspirational inherent instinct in them that the world would become a better place or if nothing else, their bloodline, their lineage, who they were as people, it would be preserved. It would be born into the future. That's why you exist. You're not random. You're not just a thing that gets reimagined. Your life is not ahistorical even though society might be that way. So don't take this shit from this shit society that fucking nothing matters unless you apply meaning to it. Everything has meaning to it that has ever happened. That's why the world exists as it is. That's why we walk streets. That's why we have an infrastructure that we live in. That's why we have beliefs. That's why we aspire to do things. That's that's why greatness exists. That's why men become heroes. That's why men become champions. That's why people look up at the sky and a man said, I'm going to build something that touches that sky. I'm going to defy gravity. That's why we exist. 
We don't exist to look solely inward on ourselves in this isolated world and think that our depths, our false depths, are the only thing that has any real weight to it. Your actions have weight. Your words have weight. The life you live in reality has weight. The dark constructs of your mind that you can think of and put together and you know, these this this psychological sickness that society has, everything has to be psychoanalyzed to fucking death. That's not where realness is. That's not where truth is. That's not where truth exists. Truth exists in the real world, the aspirational world. It's not just in the dark shadow of the human soul. It's in both places, but the place where it ends up mattering is where the light is. So with that said, I'm going to close off here. Good talking to you all. Talk to you all again. Love you guys. Fuck that movie. Adios.